podcast name in the podcast game. Ken and Mila are the unacceptable podcast. Hello. 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 Welcome to this week's unacceptable podcast. Ken just has to get back to his Tinder date real quick before we uh, we resume. A Casanova. Yeah, he's kind of he's uh, been a ladies' man. She said up to ya. Okay, so so she wants me to push my way in. Yeah, pretty exactly, much. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to get me tooed. Uh, and uh, duh, you won't. Well, how would you get me tooed from going to the beach? There we go. Um, <laughs> no, but like conversationally, I'm supposed to like push my way in through like some bullshit i think is the test mm, okay um, well it's funny that we're kind of just doing it live so people hear the process and so they know that like you're being thoughtful <laughs> and, like, yeah i'm covering my uh he's covering his bases um so yeah you guys get to hear that firsthand we are relationship gurus over here so um don't oh. you forget it we have some a lot a few items on the dock it today. It's been um, a fun little week. Um, so first things first, today is the seventeenth anniversary of Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Uh, it's been a very special, uh, a very special film in uh, in our friend group. But I didn't realize it was that old. I didn't realize it was that old of a film. I, cause for some reason it seemed like it, it didn't enter my life too long ago. So I'm kind of wondering like, where have I been if it's 17 years old? Anyway, what are your thoughts on the room's 17th anniversary? What a film, what a, a, a monument to the human uh, spirit that you can do whatever you want to if you get like money from organized crime. <laughs> look at how fucking weird our waveforms look. Okay, well. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, so it's really funny because sometimes I'll make a reference to the room, and then who people would not have heard of it before. Yeah. I do that all the time, and, and I think I'll feel clever, and then I feel like an idiot because it just seems like such an important part of my life, of our culture of our culture. Yeah, and people are always like, "Oh, is that the movie where like the mom is locked in the shed with her kid?" Oh yeah, yeah. That's room. It, that's is that about like the chick different. who's like has a um like an immunodeficiency disorder, and so she can't go outside? No, she's like locked in like like oh, she's fuck. she's kidnapped, I think, and like locked in a room. Um, which is very different than the premise of The Room. Mm -hmm. um, something that I find amazing about Tommy Wiseau is you really can't tell if the whole thing's a bit. Or it's not. If, or if he's, he's just like an a idiot. I, I, I believe that. <laughs> you really believe At it. Like when you first watch the movie, it is part of the dance. You're like trying to figure out. It's just so paradigm shattering. Yeah. It genuinely has like a distorted, like a distorted disorient effect in the way you I perceive culture for a second like the first time you watch it with a friend who's like giggling like looking yeah, at you it's so but fun but it seems like a Tim and Eric bit you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. it doesn't really like that gets, seems like it's like a another chapter of like the the Terry Green machine or something like that it's very yeah. uh, and the, the way that it's mechanical almost <laughs> you know like it's like don't what? even ask <laughs> 
Hello. <laughs> well, Greg says in his book that Tommy Wiseau understands that the movie is a joke, but still thinks he's the greatest director in the world. Yeah. Imagine, and he, he says, imagine the mental gymnastics necessary for that. I mean, I, you could make the argument because <laughs> it's like the fact that it's such a bad movie, but that it's so successful is kind of masterful in a way yeah wow you know so maybe he is the greatest director in the world you're right mark (laughs) (laughs) i had a friend that sent me a message saying you're looking more and more like tommy wiseau every day oh really and i'm like yeah tommy was always shredded oh thanks i I mean that's just the first thing that comes to mind yeah that's why we look alike (laughs) yeah of course um should we talk about the anime that we're gonna make um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with harem animes, but uh, a protagonist ends up in some kind of situation or living condition where he's with like six women with like different personalities and whatever. Um, and so, we, it, like, we thought of Kim Jong's A Pleasure Palace would make the perfect harem anime. Um, so yeah, we're gonna be pitching those rights to that soon. Yes, yeah, a Kim Jong. I think. Um, yeah, I, you know what I would really like? First of all, I would love to get him on the pod. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want to just <laughs> think that's going to happen. I really want to hear things from his perspective because he hears there's all kinds of these outrageous speculations. I, I don't think I've heard of another sort of person in the world who has so many outrageous speculations made about them in like mainstream media, you yeah. know? Like, imagine just opening the news one morning and someone's like, this person's dead. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm dead <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, or like, oh, this person's making everyone get the same haircut. Is he making them or are they imitating him? No, that's it. It was just like one of those false. Oh, it's not even true? No, oh, okay. no, no, no. But I'm saying people come up with a lot of crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder what it would be like. Like, I'd kind of want to ask him about... He's too famous. His perspective, you know. Yeah. Wonder if he'd ever try and organize a way to like disappear and live a different life. Mm, like, yeah. He has a hot sister. <laughs> Maybe I'll get her on the pod. <laughs> but she's in North Korea, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she would take over if he were to die. Hmm. So there's one theory that she's trying to like get him killed so that she can take over oh maybe put some like aids in the pleasure harem (laughs) (laughs) the pleasure squad yeah like if you you find very attractive women with like terminal sexually transmitted diseases i don't even think that and then you say it's fine kim you don't need protection because this is all speculation right so i think people are crafting a sort of narrative of this evil i want to believe the pleasure harem And uh, yeah, oh, we all oh, yeah, the sister. We also right. want to be- we all want to believe in a pleasure harem. Um, it was really funny actually. I remember talking with um, some of my friends who know uh, Hebrew, and we were talking about Bethlehem because in, in Arabic it means house of meat, mm. and apparently in Hebrew it means house of bread. Mm. We're wondering what's the what the difference is, and mm. one of my friends was saying, "I will. I want to start a brothel slash deli called House of Meat uh. or Bethlehem." <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh. one of that's I've one never of my been friends' to a brothel, have you? No, I haven't. I I 
I feel like it would have like really nasty vibes mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I would not want like the kind of people that go in would kind of worry me mm-hmm. or I kind of envision them as Harry Potter characters in the leaky cauldron kind of like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> like a toothless guy being like, come here, lassie. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. That's just my imagination running wild. Um, but yeah, Kim Jong-un was reported dead again and i think i wonder how many times he's going to be reported dead and then maybe one day he'll actually die and then we're all going to be like oh is he really dead we miss him <laughs> is he really maybe dead, this is though? all part of the disappearing plan yeah uh that doesn't make sense no yeah or if he disappears changes his name comes here because a, a trap life. artist yeah I becomes see a that. trap artist yeah, yeah he kind of looks like yeah, he, the he bowl haircut with some bling and some sunglasses yeah I, yeah, see yeah. I would really love to get him on the pod for sure he's joining uh nasim talib up there with my dream oh, podcast okay, yeah guests. i thought they were collabing oh no together together that would be i don't know if that would fit yeah that'd be weird work but but i do think they would be both really good podcast guests so if any of you guys know um kim jong-un mm-hmm uh anyway um yeah uh in other news uh saudi was ranked the best country for women by who by uh (laughs) some world index sorry not the best country for women the best country in the middle east for women which isn't a high bar but still i feel like saudi should not be on the top sweden got ranked the best country in the world for women Hmm. interesting yeah yeah um but uh yeah saudi got ranked the arab world's best country for women and 89th globally recently published by ceo world magazine Hmm. and (laughs) i i like it just reality is just a meme at this point i feel like i just i can't wrap my head around that rationale maybe well is yeah is there like an argument that like they're really rich at least most of the women living in saudi arabia or is that not even true well like like the citizens are rich mm -hmm. but not like the laborers Mm -hmm. but maybe the laborers imported yeah most of them are do they get like oil checks or how does oil checks i don't know i'm trying to like the uh, there's the stereotype that saudi is really rich from like oil right mm-hmm. but do the how do the city the citizens get a part of that or like how does that yeah. work yeah yeah like they have a lot of um a freedom uh, dividend yeah well they they do have some like benefits right because yeah. um mostly though i think you have to be a citizen to get all the benefits and it's really hard to become a citizen mm-hmm. but well most of the laborers are probably men so maybe it is the best place for the women I don't that live there no because all the domestic laborers are women oh okay. like all the maids right right, right, right. everybody has a maid right um but i don't think i have a feeling they're counting citizens only because yeah. the, wi- the the domestic laborers seem to be having a bad time mm-hmm um, there's a lot of like suicide attempts. We should yeah. get a domestic labor room. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a joke, but it's not. Like that would actually be. Well, yeah, they, w- they probably wouldn't speak English. No, they do. They? Yeah, oh, okay. that's the language they usually talk speak with their with servants. their with the with their employers because they don't. Right, not right. all of them speak Arabic, right? right. Um, 
but it, it got me thinking about um, these different kinds of like assessments about like what does it mean for some place to be a good place for women so like in Saudi if you're a woman but you're a part of the uh, ruling class you're still like disadvantaged in the labor market mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. but it's true that for instance you don't really have to do you don't have to do any housework mm -hmm. you don't have to do like they, you don't have to do a lot of the things that women here might have to do so then it kind of comes down to your conception of freedom i guess that's all political discussions too yeah but i i remember uh there was a joke someone was saying like um feminism western feminism it's like a plot by men so to get women to do all the work so they can stay home and play video games all day <laughs> uh, that's so funny and um and so yeah i mean i don't know i have cousins that lived in saudi they're like foreign they're from lebanon but they really liked it and they're women yeah um but then again it's like you're they were raised in lebanon so that's like what they're familiar with yeah. i think that plays a huge role in what people like right yeah but but lebanese and saudi society are very different so mm -hmm. like for instance i from i would I'm very surprised that Lebanon was not ranked higher than Saudi Arabia in this context, just mm -hmm. because um, there's a lot more, uh, I guess there's a lot more freedom in the liberal sense of things, right? Like the way that you dress. Mm -hmm. um, and we conceive of being able to wear what we want as a major component of our freedom. Mm -hmm. um, but some societies do police your clothing whether it's like the french societies that w don't want you to wear religious symbolism mm -hmm. um so i guess it really depends so i'm trying to think of this like caricaturized like saudi rich uh wife like kind of stuck in her house i mean there's like great like you can't drive and shit unless you have like a you can drive now you can drive now yeah, yeah. so progressive. like the culture was like you don't leave your house without your husband's like you know what yeah, I mean or something like that there's male guardianship laws so like it'd be interesting if how educated are these women I, like that you can still get a full out education mm -hmm. I think um, but yeah it, there it'd are be interesting to try and get them like science equipment and like have like in-house science camps like in these really rich like mansions yeah Cause, like you need to do something with your life you know yeah what I mean? well there are like women doctors and all of that right oh like, they imagine being a doctor who needs like a, a note to like go somewhere yeah i that know <laughs> it's wild like male guardianship laws to me that just disqualifies you from being the best country for women alone that yeah. feat alone uh, do you think they like paid for this yeah, that's what I'm wondering because it's CEO World magazine. I mean, who who are you CEO World? I don't know. It'd be no funny if I started getting that delivered to my house. <laughs> CEO World. <laughs> it's a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I just it, it, yeah, I think you know it could be. I know Saudi Arabia has taken a lot of initiatives right now to improve its image. They have a. A new young man as the face of Saudi. A Trudeau. Of, I'm picturing like a bearded Trudeau. He's, type I think figure. that's what he's going <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but Beautiful he's complexion. and like he's good looking. I bet he boxes. Apparently, he had a thing with Lindsay Lohan. Wow. Um, Does he box? 
I don't know. I feel like the complete woke man has to engage in some kind of combat sport to be like, you know, it's like, but, well, actually, I also. But he's so superficially, I, I hesitate to even use the word woke. Okay, yeah. Because, like, he's still, like, they're still imprisoning atheists and my people. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and, oh, and religious minorities like oh, Shias and and feminists, right? And so I really don't even think that they're going for the same thing that Trudeau, for instance, is going for. But he is uh, trying to get this image as, as the reformer. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I know, like, the Atlantic uh, did a, a puff piece on him. Why? I think because it's, like, aligned with U.S. interests, right? Like, it's in U.S. interest for Saudi to, like keep its status at the UN for instance because Saudi is a major proxy for the US in the Middle East mm. um, so for instance Saudi is kind of trying to contain Yemen because they don't want Yemen to fall to a government that's not pro-America like not pro-American trade interests uh, or pro-American military interests right um, so I think, yeah, it's in their interest to make Saudi look a little better. Um, obviously, no one is delusional enough to be like, yeah, Saudi's a, a progressive, uh, liberal mm-hmm. uh, human rights place. But what they're doing with <laughs> with this guy is they're kind of being like, he's a reformer. Look, he gave women the right to drive. I'm like, how fucking generous. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like there was kind of something with Francis when Francis first was a thing. They were like he likes poor people. Pope Francis. And then, but there was like a like a brief honeymoon like atheist phase or like some part of the media was like he's great. He's mm. gonna. And then like like eight months later, it was like he's still a Catholic. Like that kind of you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pope Francis. That was a really interesting. I remember because there was a video in the kit. There was a kid that was crying and he said my dad's an atheist um is he going and he died is he going to hell mm-hmm. and then pope francis was like no because as long like you can still go to he- uh, yeah. heaven if you're an atheist or something yeah and so then i, I remember people saying wow he's so like i remember atheists were praising him for that mm-hmm. um what if it was like a fake like a a Gus Johnson type like fake like shaky like a cell phone camera yeah yeah, yeah. okay Cardinal hold the camera <laughs> <laughs> like an op yeah I mean and th- I, n- I know people were saying like oh he takes the bus That's and then he said something still like yeah but abortion's still wrong and then everyone was like <gasps> yeah and I was saying yeah guys he's still the fucking pope like of the yeah. Catholic Church what are you expecting yeah. I I don't understand why uh I feel like people got their hopes up that he would just become an atheist or something. Like an atheist that would liberal be progressive. Pre twenty twenty the new Pope was like, you know what, none of this is making sense anymore. That would <laughs> excite me so much. I, I know I had um a Protestant friend who argued that like there's gonna be a sort like an antichrist and it could be a pope. Mm. And uh the so then could be uh this friend has a very interesting opinions should we get them on the pod yeah we should get them on because the they're a competent musician getting mm-hmm. closer to their identity circling mm-hmm. around it and uh a reasonable person if not positions that we understand mm-hmm. you know what's crazy i might be closer to your opinion than his yeah isn't that 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 blows my mind because <laughs> i used to be like the religious man 
Aww. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what else is new in the world? Um, yeah, so so yeah, that's kind of what's happening in in the Middle East. What's hot on the net? What's hot on the net? Entertainment news. Um, there has there's also been protests to stop the Israeli annexation of the West Bank. Um, of the like, wait. The bank, literal bank. No, the West Bank. It's okay. like a t- it's a, it's a territory. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been really uh, interesting to see. I, I know. Um, there's also been a controversy in the Labour Party uh, over some some MP got fired for uh, saying, um, or she retweeted an article. It was mm-hmm. an interview. And in the uh, interview, in the article, the woman brought up the point that uh, Israeli and U.S. police forces do exchanges, like training. Mm-hmm. She was fired? And, yeah, she got fired for anti-Semitism. Th- 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 there must be money and not just performative. Maybe I'm wrong. But would you consider the fact that there's... Because that's beyond, like... I was thinking about that because I was thinking, like... How is it that, um, like, now we're at a point where people are literally getting fired for their tweets, and we've talked about that the last two episodes, so I won't get go too deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there is a sort of battle within the Labour Party, and one group wants to make it more internationalist mm-hmm. and, like, focus on foreign policy issues. Um, and like take an anti-war stance or whatever anti-imperialist stance and then you have a more right wing of the party that was the Bl- are Blairites and who supported the Iraq war and stuff like that and they view the internationalist sort of leftist side as a threat to what the party used to be under Blair pre-Corbin era Okay. Um, but I do think it's just another incident of, uh, you know, this cancel culture shit just going too far. And uh, I was just, I just wanted to inject that in here. But I know we've already talked about this firing people for their opinion stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but speaking of the Brits, um, so Israel, I don't know a lot about Israel, Palestine. <laughs> Well, how how educated is the general population? Because I take like a peek into educating myself about it, and mm-hmm. it's just like a heat fire. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm not even gonna read about that. That's dangerous. Yeah, um, it's a pain in the ass. So yeah, how many? What percentage of the population do you think is highly educated and invested in Israel Palestine? Um, I would break it down a bit because I think there are first off actual Palestinians who are probably some of the more invested people. So these people, their grandparents would have been impacted by the Nakba, which is the expulsion of Palestinians from their territories. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they have this sort of first-hand account from their loved ones, say, um, and they might still be displaced or stateless. So some of them are stateless within, say, the state of Lebanon or Jordan, mm. um, and they don't have citizenship. So they are, their, situ- their condition might be actually quite dire. So I think these people are very, very invested Wait, in so it. Wait, so what do they do? 
Um, so they live in refugee camps, Ooh. and it's very hard for them to get work permits for these reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very difficult life to be stateless um, because there's a lot of legal protections you're not afforded. Yeah. Um, so did, did, did they like if I was like a businessman, I'd probably go to them for cheaper labor. <laughs> just to play the, I mean, just thinking from a perspective I'm, of like, I'm sure that happens. I'm sure they do also get exploited because they don't have any labor protections at all. Or is the culture more like we just don't hire them because there's different, you know, there's different tensions existing and there's different sort of approaches. Mm-hmm. But so I do think like these and the people who are living in Palestine and experiencing, say, the blockade uh, or who live behind the wall. Um, they are have day-to-day interactions with the military. I think these people are definitely the most invested, but I do think that we don't hear from them as much as we do from, say, like academics. Mm-hmm. And many of these academics are not Palestinian, and when they are Palestinian, like I've mentioned before, Stephen Slater, they get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, there's that. And then I think there's non-Palestinian Arabs, uh, specifically Lebanese and Syrians who are then next on this because they have also experienced occupation at the hands of Israel and are also close with Palestinians in the sense that their societies um, and peoples do end up getting integrated because there's a lot of Palestinian refugees in Lebanon or Syria. Um, and then there's other Arabs, so some of them pay kind of lip service to it though, like they use it more of like an aesthetic kind of thing. <laughs> like a liberal at the club, like, yeah, yeah you know, Palestine. Am I like right? Palestine, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it? The troops? Yeah, support the troops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the support the troops of the Middle East kind of thing. Um, but yeah, and then on the Israeli side, um, in American politics, the biggest, some of the biggest bases for like the unconditionally pro-Israel camp are mostly actually evangelical Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, so they, there's a belief in the Bible, uh, not from like Catholics, but I think from um, some sectors of Protestantism, evangelicalism that believes that the state of Israel and the return of the state of Israel is going to bring about the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for them, they're very ideologically invested in that as well. That's so interesting. Yeah. You've explained that to me before, but I guess I should look into it more. The apocalypse. I want to see like the forum conversations. Yeah. Because if it's, if it's explicitly stated nowhere, I'd be a bit skeptical of that. What? That, um, theory that like, they're all like whispering about how they need to get Israel. The apocalypse? Yeah. No, yeah, there are American politicians that have, like, made speeches about it and stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, Michelle Bachman, she gave this speech about how um, people need to, like, go and start trying to convert people in Israel to Christianity because, like, the return of Jesus is coming and, like, the establishment of Israel. And it's if it annexes the West Bank uh, and reclaims it, that's part of the uh, apocalypse timeline. <laughs> So she's like, we need. But why to do they go. want an apocalypse? They don't. They they think it's coming no matter what. It's part of the Bible. Okay. And then Jesus is is gonna make the final judgment or something. 
Um, and then the people that don't convert I'd want to put that off a bit. Are going to hell. <laughs> yeah. I would want to put I'm it not off so too. I kind of want to like procrastinate the cred, apocalypse yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Even even from a purely religious point of view, I'm just not. Give me some more time. We just need a little time. Dude, apocalyptic religions scare me the most. Like when they're apocalyptic, like or like nihilistic, you know, and like. Yeah. Uh, when they just want this sort of. The um, end. I think we all kind of want the end right now, though. I feel that in the air. I. Th- it, it scares there's me. There's a famous man. tweet. Like, that I'm not suicidal or anything, but let's wrap this shit up. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen that. No. No, but I do think that um, this sort of idea of the final redemption that's coming, and of course, your religion's on the correct side. Like, whoever, <laughs> every religion thinks they're. Oh, okay, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be like, like yes. So I you're saying my religion is on no, the correct no, side? No, no, I just no, mean no, yeah, in yeah. general, right? Um, but this is why I've been so concerned about religiously based governments, including Islamic governments, um, or like you know the reason why uh, ISIS or Al Nusra are so concerning is because they just want to bring on the fucking apocalypse, like they. They do not. Uh, Why don't they just kill themselves? They instead? don't have any regard for human life. That's or like not part of their plan, you know. So, I don't know. Hmm. I, to me, that's it's very like dangerous. Suicidal to give them ideation power. projected onto the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of my big issue. Hmm. I mean, Maynard wants it all to be flushed down. Yeah, that's we, we true. see this. Uh, these are these are patterns. No, but we we do see this like burn everything everywhere. Yeah, I d- I don't know. I think school shooters. Yeah, that's definitely another one where it's kind of and I I totally get that feeling where you know especially when you're feeling just angry at the world and frustrated and you have mm-hmm. these like apocalyptic fantasies about mm-hmm. society or whatever but i think a lot of these religious people are just brainwashed from birth mm-hmm. like th- there was something that christopher hitchens was talking about where they do a drill where they pretend to be martyred like and it's like five-year-old kids that's pretty weird and it's <laughs> like i i used to want to be a martyr yeah if it was like the ultimate thing you could do you know Murders don't do much for me. Um, where are my murders at? <laughs> no, yeah, but um, I think that still remains in our culture now. Like people, and sometimes it's really little and stupid things, like not even politically. It's just people want people want this um <laughs> to give this the impression that they are doing something that's making them suffer, but nonetheless for the best. Yeah. Well, it has social utility if you're putting the group above yourself. Yeah. Like, it, it helps you as an individual to be seen that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I think of, um, you know, when uh, uh, in the fitness community, for instance, people always make posts that are like, I didn't want to work out today, man, but I told myself, like, you're, you're a lion and uh, and you need to, you know. Oh, uh, that's kind of sweet. I like if most of the time I'd see that and I'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'm then, always like, like I'm yeah. just like, yeah, dude, you're Maybe not a lion or a wolf Maybe for powerlifting. Like you're. <laughs> um, so I just think you're there's a wizard. there's this <laughs> there's this ideation or, or like this sort of um, there's this idealizing of oneself as someone that like 
I'm not afraid to put myself through suffering. That's me internally. I have that mo- that narrative. Yeah, like, but I think we want others to now. perceive us as like a suffering but persevering kind of person. Any day now, I'll stand up for what I believe. <laughs> 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 Just try me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you know it's so common. Um, and then politically, you know, something I notice is people will do something that's deliberately like you know that you'll say something and it's not like where you say something innocent and people pile on you you'll say something like deliberately inflammatory and then people come after you and like they or they'll tell you off mm-hmm. and then they'll be like oh i'm so attacked just for saying what i believe and i'm like no you know that w- what you're saying is going to like start shit like there was some lib that tweeted yesterday we need to nuke russia and then people got mad at her, and then she's like, "Oh no, I'm so attacked." And so, it's kind of like you're just you just called to nuke someone. Like, yeah. what are you doing? So the the Russia bounty. What are the thoughts? Is it? Are you gonna say it's not real? What do you mean the Russia bounty? There was a apparently oh, the thing in a bounty on American killing American soldiers. Well, that like it's legal to kill an occupying soldier. Like that that's not they're, okay. They're so not explain the whole situation. Explain. I don't know. I don't. I don't know enough. Oh, about good. <laughs> I don't know anything at all. Um, but I do think the Russia hysteria is ridiculous. Like it's it's. I think that's like the liberal. Yep. That's the that's part of like the liberal Trump derangement syndrome. How does that work? Um, I think that, you know, after the U.S. elections, they were just could not deal with the fact that Trump got elected. He lost the popular vote, though. I know. So but you could, you, I'd point to that. Be like, the system is broken. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, continue, though. Yeah, but, yeah. But there is, like, these all these theories that, you know, Russia is meddling in the elections. So you don't think world. Russia meddled at all? There's no, there's no evidence that they, like, they c- didn't find anything. Mueller didn't find anything in the report. There was the thing that Trump got impeached over was he didn't want to keep arming these like neo Nazis in Ukraine. Oh shit! This is a take that is I don't even have any faculties to argue this point. So, Ukraine. <coughs> sorry, keep going. Um. So, I mean, these are people like the liberal establishment are very close with in the Canada Nazis in as well. Uh, yes. Um, because they see them as like these anti-Russian heroes or whatever. Um, but they are extremely anti-Semitic and have carried out anti-Semitic ta- attacks. Um, and under Clinton, under uh, Obama, there's this... Uh, sort of inclination to want to arm the the rebels yeah arm the rebels exactly the moderate rebels that's a good narrative well i just am like pro rebel you know right but when they're it's part of our culture yeah no yeah i mean out of all the (laughs) shit that trump's done i really don't think this is the the offense that's like that's uh, I, it's just part of this like liberal Trump. I don't even understand him. what the point of impeaching him is if nothing happens. He just gets to run again. Yeah, well, because if the Senate succeeded, then they could. Oh, but he didn't get impeached. He got impeached by the House, but not the Senate. Oh fuck. Yeah. Anyway. And we're back. We didn't even tell them we were leaving. Well, we took a break. Yeah. Anything happened in the world? Um. I don't know, <laughs> not really. I did I like briefly checked Twitter. 
Um, I was. Uh, Good old Twitter. Today, my crusade was about teenagers scaring the living shit out of me. No, I'm kidding. Ah. Um, it w- I was saying how it's just dumb to bring up people's views when they were teenagers as a. Wait, what's gotcha. happening? Didn't Jenna Marbles just get kicked off? Like, she basically forced to quit YouTube? No, she, like, took it upon herself. She did, like, a, a white liberal guilt martyrdom. You know, I've always fantasized, if we get enough patrons, I'm going to do a video where I confess everything bad I've ever done in a YouTube video. Like, so everything. <laughs> it'd just be a way to, like, get in front of it, and it'd be, like, fun, and I'd probably make a lot of money from it. Yeah. Like, there's some gross shit, too. Okay, Nothing, well, like, evil, but like, more just, like, gross. Yeah, maybe don't do that. It'd be such a f- good YouTube video, though. Think of it, like, at least a million views. Yeah. Imagine just everything bad I've ever done, dot, dot, dot. And then, like, <laughs> you're like, well, I'm going to look and see what this guy's done. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's the way to do I I was, like, wondering if I should talk about my views as a teenager because I just to preempt what's going to come next, you know? What's going to come? Like, just in case someone digs up my old views of as oh, a teenager. Oh, fuck. Even you fear it. And, <laughs> I love um, this. No, because I've written some dumb shit, but my point was that when people are teenagers, a lot of their views, it, it's like a mix of parroting what's from your parents, but also trying to break free of that. So it's, it's like practice. It's a very awkward time yeah. for your political views. Like, mine were very awkward. You could extend that to adults, though. <laughs> like, 25-year-olds. Yeah, like, I mean, it, like me. But yeah, I do think, um, especially like when you're a teenager and your brain's kind of fucky. Um, yeah. Anyway, that yeah, was especially my, when you're a teenager. That was my online crusade of the day. But um, in terms Who of. Who did uh, you wreck? I didn't wreck me. I, I've, I've stopped like replying to people. Tears. I just say what I have to say. And yeah, then, yeah, that's all and then literally just one way to I don't do it. See it. And then you don't look as like in the mud. I just mute people all the time. Um, love the mute button. Live, <laughs> live for the mute button. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I. What else are we gonna? Oh, we're gonna talk talk about. <laughs> so apparently, a bunch of activists want to change the anthem to their national anthem in the U.S. to "Imagine" by Which John Lennon. S- I'm so triggered as a conservative about that. Like, imagine. Oh, after all those celebrities sang it, like that. That made me want to kill. Also, John Lennon wasn't even a leftist. He was just a fucking drug addict weirdo. Well, his name is Lennon. No, uh... He's the wrong <laughs> Lennon. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just, that's not gonna happen, is it? John Lennon. Imagine? What no, if you, no, no, what no. If you were, like, I, I think it was... Change the anthem to... Oh, fuck. I joke that it should be Drunk and Hot Girls by Kanye West. <laughs> I think that would be... If you could change the Canadian anthem to any song... I like song, the Canadian anthem. Really? It's such a good sing-alonger. Everyone can sing it. I think it's so lame. It's it's such a good melody to sing. Like, I don't stand on guard for Canada. Fuck I do. you, bitch. I do. I do. Like <laughs> Especially, like, what's the alternative? Invade me, Annexation daddy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, no. And then, then all, there's just so many lyrics in the O Canada thing that I'm like, Like nah. what? Like what? Like... God keep our land. Oh, my heart just starts free. beating. Oh like, my God, I have a slight erection. Why would God erection. keep our land and not other lands? Because he loves us. 
Like, why? Well, God keep all lands. All just, lands just keep matter. our land for us, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. Just the whole standing on guard for the EU thing. I'm like, sorry, I'm not standing on guard for you, Canada. Like, Really? What would you stand on guard for? Mm. I love you, Canada. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. There was, um... There is a, a joke that was like, why would you die for your country? At least die for something good, like a Gucci belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know if I'd stand on guard for a Gucci belt, though. It seems not worth it. Um, it seems like a lot. But, but if you had to choose a different song for the Canadian anthem, what would you choose? I feel like Tragically Hip would be a That's good... That's my fr- I was just going through yeah. my Rolodex of Tragically Hip songs. Yeah, like they're kind of... I feel like Fireworks by the Tragically Hip is the ultimate <laughs> Canadian yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, totally. It's a banger, too. Um, But yeah, I just find our anthem to be really like boring. I think the French anthem is really nice. How does it go? Um, is it La Marseillaise? Uh yeah, and the Lebanese one's okay. My my dad or my mom, sorry, my mom's dad used to like get people to sing it when they were drunk. It is fun to sing drunken anthems, even the American anthem. It's like Rosie. I don't, I don't like theirs If you just like do an exaggerated baritone vibrato, the French one I feel like is the nicest. And not that I like France, but I mean, I, it's just like they're just judging. What's, your, what's the best country? Okay, first we're going to do that. And then I'm going to be like, what do people actually agree on these days? Like, what could you build an anthem identity out of? Yeah. No borders, no nations. <laughs> be kind of oh an An anti-flag song. <laughs> Fuck the world. Fuck more. A lot of people going to die tonight. Um, yeah. I. What's the best country in the world? Um, obviously the Chaz. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Antarctica, like Pakistan. somewhere in Ant- Antarctica, <laughs> because it's like you know, there's not really any beef there. People yeah. are just chilling with the penguins, you know. Yeah, just just science. Yeah, just cold hard cooperation. Science, uh, and global warming. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and that's about it. Uh, but. Yeah, I'm gonna go with like somewhere in Antarctica, but it's probably cold as fuck. I think so. Yeah. So it's like never mind. 40. Never mind. That's off the table. But okay, so now what do we all agree upon? Mm-hmm. Nazis are bad, but we can't decide mm, who's still the a Nazi. Nazi party of Canada, though, so they wouldn't agree to There's an anthem. What, like 500 Nazi. members. Yeah, but they still wouldn't agree. So you want I something? You want something everyone would agree to? I just want a nice 90% consensus. Mm. I just want a comforting, sense-making apparatus. Like, Nazis are bad. You can still live golf here, though. Golf is also bad. <laughs> yeah. Hey. No, golf is great. That's what my anthem's going to be about. Why do you golf? dislike golf so much? It, it triggers me beyond reason. I just, like, I hate that people consider it a sport. Have you ever golfed? It's hard. But it's just like I feel like for me anything that's not like cardiovascular enough is not a sport. Well, that's offensive because you know some fighters have such a low tempo that they, you know, they're in a much lower heart rate. Yeah, some, but some all fighting sp- is no, cardiovascular. No, but some team sport athletes have like 
like their their skill that they like a number ten in soccer, floating between the lines, barely running, but knows where to be, runs right on the ball, takes the right touch, puts it in behind for the striker. Like they don't have to be cardi you know what I mean? Yeah, there's that still beauty. seems like more work. There's beauty goal. in applied <laughs> yeah. But there's beauty in applied force <laughs> and kinetic um, energy. Yeah, no, I'm you know what we can all agree on is that the grapefruit white claw slaps. Uh, I actually have some. I find it kind of problematic. Oh, I prefer no. It tastes like aspartame, but when I looked at the ingredients, it didn't say aspartame. I maybe like one more gram of real sugar, just one. No. Or like half another. I I need like a little I more need sugar. I need to be like a basic hoe. When I, I was, yeah. I was looking for it the other day at the liquor <laughs> store, and the guy's like, "What are you looking for?" I'm like, "White Claw," and he kind of. He's like. <laughs> and my other friend was was grabbing like beers. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a basic bitch. Like, what else do you want from me? And he's like, well, there are some other low-calorie sodas. What? We wow, have. trying to be the expert. I'd just be like, you're right there. <laughs> or just roll your eyes and walk away. No, but... Yeah. Uh, um, okay, well, then we can't agree on that. I mean, most Canadians like beer, I think. I don't drink that much beer. What or kind of hockey, identity? But I don't know. I like I don't, hockey. I don't play hockey. I'm just... Uh, I guess I was thinking of, like, a world anthem. Oh, a world anthem. Yeah, this is know. mildly problematic, and we take a disapproving tone just to cover ourselves. <laughs> but we don't agree <laughs> on anything. Something like that. I yeah, think. that would be good. But like, uh, call it agree. Uh, agree, to <laughs> agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. It's a good world anthem. I oh, think. Norm Macdonald has this. Norm Macdonald has this story where he's at his doctor's office, and he was like. I think we should agree to disagree. And the doctor's like, "No, I disagree." <laughs> he's like, "You know, I thought you had to agree to disagree." Fuck. Well, you can't agree to disagree with your doctor. I yeah, I don't know. I think he was right. <laughs> he was always complaining about his doctor. <laughs> um, Maybe it was just a stock character for narrative exploration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's so funny. Well, speaking of golf, there's been a protests on golf carts in America, which I think I is saw a, so a gif funny. of that. That's so funny. There was like counter funny. protesters yelling at the mm. golf cart protesters. <laughs> uh. this, the idea of someone yelling white power on a golf cart is like, I know some people are going to be concerned, and that is concerning that someone would say that, but also that's fucking hilarious. Like, it yeah. just sums up America so well. Just <laughs> people on golf carts. Yeah, it's that golf again. That's what I mean, right? <laughs> I I think I would have more respect for golf if they didn't have the carts. Well, the real golfers don't use carts. They, don't, they, they walk. They, they 18, walk like the hundred, yeah, yeah, multiple kilometers. A little bit more respect on on the. And they carry car. their. Oh no, they have caddies. But you mind. drive those silly little carts. Carts, golf carts are sick. Like they ever, they look so dumb. They they, they look dumber so than fun. smart cars. They're so fun. I don't know. Like they what just. What you have with golf carts? Yeah, they just seem like. I don't know, like, it's just, it doesn't seem like a sport. Like, it's like you're ruining the sport aspects if you're going to be driving some dinky little cart. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, you know what's fun, though, is the driving range. Yeah. If you just hit stuff. There you it's go. It's like, it's fun. But, or mini golf. No, I actually didn't want Mini golf was fun. It was okay. It's okay. So... <laughs> What are we to do? About the anthem. What is to be done? <laughs> and the world. Maybe Tommy Wiseau, like to bring it back to the room, Tommy okay. Wiseau should write 
the anthem. I don't. <laughs> I feel like that would be like a perfect. Just world. irony. Just our identity is now all irony. I feel like we're going in that direction. I know, but it's not good. It's not meaningful. I feel like it can be meaningful. It's fun, but yeah. it leaves you with an at the end of the day an empty feeling, like McDonald's or like a <laughs> bad fuck. You just feel like fuck. But maybe that's what the anthem can be. I'm a quick fuck. I'm a sick <laughs> fuck. I'm like, no, because we can't even agree on like sexual ethics. Yeah, that's true. That's not something that's like people. Something people agree on. Um, but maybe people need to start agreeing on them more. Should we start? What better place than here? Better time than now? To come up with a sexual ethic. Well, I know you and I have very <laughs> different sexual ethics. I don't know, but most people can like be like from a at least a legal perspective, consenting adults is like whatever, right? Yeah. So that's a good little baseline <laughs> for at least the lo- legal. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's still fights over age of consent though and stuff like that. Does there? I think eighteen is a good age. Yeah. <laughs> I've done the math. The science is clear. There's like people in the lab. Like, can you imagine if <laughs> if there would be like a study for like the ideal age of consent, like an elaborate study? It's like the result is like fourteen and a half. Oh no, God. no, but um <laughs> the researcher gets like fired. He's like, It's just the science. It's just yeah. <laughs> uh, um yeah, it's 18. Yeah, okay. You heard it here first. That's going to be... so. I then you have to come up with, like, sliding scales for, like, like 17-year-olds and 15-year-olds and stuff. But I think if you're both underage, then it's, like... Okay, both underage. No, but then if it's, like, a 17-year-old and, like, a 12-year-old, uh, then that's pretty fucked. Yeah, but so. should it be illegal? I mean, yeah, I don't Like, know. A t- if a 12-year-old... Uh, I was going to say something, like, if a 12-year-old doesn't have, like... The, the structure in their life they're probably in like that's like a whole other issue mm-hmm. but what kind of answer is that i don't know so anthem's gonna say <laughs> in general 18. 18 is the ideal <sighs> your brain isn't developed but we can't really go any higher we'll just get ignored you know yeah like the speeding limits yeah I was having a really funny conversation with my brother about drink, drinking and driving laws. Yeah. Um, cause I was like, what if it was just like a matter of torts instead? So like, what are torts again? Like, uh, it's like if you if you're like a damaged party, then you can you just take oh, it up to okay. someone like in court, like rather than it being like a criminal case. <sighs> yeah. And then you you come up with like a settlement. Like it's basically paying for the. But damages. it's it's a it's mostly a risk thing. So it's like ninety percent will get home fine, but the people who are like sway over the limit and have a like a couple of small errors that result in catastrophe will kill like three people. Yeah. So. So then it's like. What are you gonna be like? You were drunk driving on my street, and the court calculates that. No, no. I just mean if you hit if someone. You kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I don't know the numbers, but I think the casualty is a bit high for that because they can't get anything when they're dead. Yeah, that's true. But I'm like, should we throw someone in jail if they drink and drive but don't hurt anyone? I guess that's my point. Like, how far do mm-hmm. we take like the the libertarian uh, yeah. uh, drug ethics? What if they're on their own property? 
if you're on your own prop like how Drunk how driving. big is the fucking prop well that's what i think of like the libertarian is like a bunch of acres in the middle of nowhere and you're like drunk driving with a gun in your <laughs> golf cart like yelling white power oh god <laughs> it's white pride guys not if white power if if you there's a difference if you drive like a golf cart drunk though is that the same thing as drinking and driving uh, I feel like it shouldn't be because you can't really kill I think anyone. You, with you could like fuck someone with knees up. Like imagine like <laughs> ramming and like they can never walk again. Imagine That's a going good, to yeah. jail for like drunk golf driving car. a golf cart. Oh, that would suck. Being golf cart. Okay, so torts for damages from golf carts, but real <laughs> vehicles is a criminal offense. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's a bigger car, should it be a, b- a bigger offense? Wow, what a, or like a big truck? <laughs> yeah. Big boys coming with the big trucks. <laughs> they should like offer something that you can like rent out when you're drunk. That's not as slow as walking home. Well, I think drunk bicycle driving is an interesting one because like you're most likely just gonna fall, and that's like not gonna be that bad if you're wearing a helmet. Yeah. Um. So but I kind of like the idea of allowing like, people to drive a bicycle drunk. Apparently, you can still screw with traffic though. <laughs> Yeah, or that's like true. But pedestrian. who cares? Oh, hit a pedestrian. Have you ever been hit with someone on a bike? No, have you? No. Sometimes I fantasize about it, though. <laughs> like, when someone's ripping down the sidewalk at you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, like, bracing and, like, knocking them off their bike. Just because they have so much momentum. <laughs> if you could, like, stop it, it'd be, like, catastrophic for <laughs> Way them. Way to plant it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys ride at me on your bicycle... <laughs> <laughs> just do like an experiment fuck around and find out no yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know there's um i i realized i learned this today that you can get a ticket for riding your bike on the sidewalk i know it's illegal places. and they they think they're so indignant they're like look i'm on a bike dude you need to move <laughs> over and i always i've said before you need you, you legally you should be on the road and they're always surprised yeah i hate when people bike on the sidewalk like i uh, honestly i i made a post the other day being like if you bike on the sidewalk you you're are a sat- cuck <laughs> said you are satanic okay yeah <laughs> and one of my cousins I, fr- I i don't block any family on instagram and so like sometimes i post stuff and then i'm like wait i probably should limit who can see this um and one of my cousins replied to me being like wow guess i'm satanic then. that's the danger of social media it sets up the most like because at a family dinner you can like look around and like kind of intuit where it would be productive to go if you want to be a bit spicy and where is just a no-go zone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But on Facebook, you got your, like, yeah. You can't be, you can't call people satanic anymore. It's political correctness gone SMH mad. my head. <laughs> what? SMH my head. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say that you're all fucked for riding a bike on the sidewalk. So just don't do that. Yeah. Or people who skateboard on the sidewalk. Yeah. Stop. I like to smile at them so they know I'm progressive. (laughs) (laughs) I see it as like fundamentally like a, uh, like that kind of thing. (laughs) Like, yeah, dude, I get you, but don't, I'm also hoping they'll like run into me so I can. So you can plant. Deck at them. Yeah. (laughs) That's really funny. I never (laughs) thought. (laughs) I like to bow and grunt at old <laughs> Japanese men on transit. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I want them to know I'm one of the good ones. Oh my god. 
<laughs> is this problematic? I don't even know. I apparently. I love sushi. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say the Japanese were colonizers, and then you're excused. Oh, were they? Yeah. Who did they colonize? Korea. Yeah, in China. Oh right, Nanking. Mm-hmm. Um. Rest in peace. <laughs> Moment of silence. Yeah. All right, let's get serious. Let's talk politics. Mhm. We we've been we we've, we've done that. We yeah. No, we let's not do that. I'm too tired. We did some political shite. Um. Let's talk harems. This yeah. Um. Someone wanted to make <laughs> Who's a har- in your harem. No, a wrong. harem like painting of me like of Mila's harem with all my sad boy mm, exes yeah. like sitting around moping and playing guitar. Yeah. Um. I feel like that would be a good painting. I do feel like the sad boy trope is a little bit problematic. Is it? Well, yeah, it feels a little bit dismissive of men's feelings. But I feel like there's a sad girl trope, too, like the Lana Del Rey. But there's not as much disdain. They're almost fetishized, whereas with men, it's like, man up. Yeah, but I think with like huh? we, we that do that with that? like teenage girls, too, where we trivialize girls' oh, that's problems. True. Um but I don't think it's good, and I don't think it's good that we... I, I don't think that men should be mocked for expressing their feelings um, by just, all means. Just when they're rejected romantically, Feel that's when it's totally a personal failure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, like, walking a 50-50 irony line here. Yeah, no, for me, it's more like I can't deal when guys are like, I'm going to kill myself because you reject That's my play. I'm like, no, oh. I've never said that to someone. I'm like, please don't. Wait, have I'm, you like, I'm like that, that old tired doctor. Like, yeah. please don't People have said that to you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Idiots. Um, you just imply it heavily. Yeah, I know. You, you don't, don't say send it explicitly. It. You cross all sorts of lines when you say it expressly. Yeah. yeah. It's These hard. rookie simps. No, just <laughs> kidding. I, I have a long history of simping. Yeah. There's rules. There's levels to this shit. To the simp. There's levels to the simp. <laughs> Episode title. No. Um. That's um. Yeah. I don't know. That's a very interesting phenomenon. What do we think about harems? Uh, one of the finest contribution of Arabic culture. <laughs> I think they're Persian, actually. Oh fuck! Yeah. Classic white man. I I knew I was going out on a limb there. Was like Persians Arabic hate it culture. when when <laughs> Arabs get credit for their shit. I yeah, like, I that's a yeah. Not Arab. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, Arabs just think they did everything. My mom's always like, "God was Lebanese," you know, and I'm like, <laughs> "Wasn't he Palestinian?" Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but God is Lebanese. But yeah, yeah, oh, okay. The father. I didn't know. Yeah. Papa yeah, yeah. God. Um, because the name, the original name, L, comes from f- uh, Phoenician. Ah, uh, yes, Phoenicia. Phoenicia. How's Phoenicia doing? Shout out to my Phoenicians. <laughs> <laughs> my people. <laughs> there was a video um, yesterday that came out of like a Karen, but she was turns out she was Lebanese. Mm-hmm. Well, they can be Karens too. Yeah, le- I, I, totally. It's inclusive. Um, Karen, Karen can be. Uh, can can encompass a few different races, I think. Are there excluded races? Do I need to protest this? <laughs> no, but is there excluded races? <laughs> Include I don't all think there Karens. Is. Yeah. yeah. 
Club, club, club. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I because usually the videos you see, it's like white, white mm-hmm. ladies. But um, yeah, this one is a Lebanese woman yelling that she has breathing problems, so she can't wear a mask mm-hmm. in the store, like throwing a tantrum at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "It doesn't stop you from breathing." It makes it harder. No, they actually did an experiment. Like it doesn't. <laughs> I have you ever worn a mask? Yeah, it, it makes doesn't it, it reduce at least makes your. It, feel harder to it doesn't reduce your oxygen levels. It, no, but it might. You might be working harder to breathe. But then you, it would reduce your oxygen levels. No, because if you have the same amount of oxygen circulating, but you're still breathing and burning but more you're calories, you're working harder. Yeah. Don't you hate yeah, it when I someone has like a really coherent argument right away? You do that to me all the time. I'm like, oh fuck, I had stat. Well, I feel like I, neither of us know about oxygen generation. Yeah, but you you did invoke science. No, authority. I just said that like it doesn't it doesn't restrict your breathing. It makes it harder for me to breathe. Okay. Well. <laughs> it doesn't like, make I it harder. I think it's just like a heat thing. It's like it feels like you're breathing less. But anyways. Well, so it's just funny because it's invoking the the private public sort of yeah. debate again because um, now it's like a store is saying you need to wear masks and and here we're not doing that. This is a very American. Dude, thing. I am. Can we segue or do you have more to say? About I just this? just one more okay. thing is that is that it's been very um, like because th- there's this idea. Okay, private business should be able to dictate like what the rules are on their property. That's me. But then people are like, oh, I'm so oppressed because I have to wear a mask on this property. So then it's kind of like, hmm. (laughs) It is a, it's a hmm. I know you're like above it, but I'm like, hmm. (laughs) No, yeah, I'm on private property. I am private property. (laughs) No, I am private. I'm scared to go to Montreal, but I can't, at this point I can't not because I burned so many bridges in preparation for leaving. I was just talking with my mom about this today. I don't think we were, we agreed that Montreal is not more progressive than Vancouver. It's just more gay. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't care about any of that. My I'm mom's thinking like, COVID. My mom was like, "It's just more European," and I'm like, "I'm like, it's more gay, mom." <laughs> no, but let's talk about the COVID because yeah. what's your your friend said that it's the hot spot of North America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montreal is it actually yeah, though? What yeah. the fuck? Um, yeah, oh. watch out. Um, I've been calling out like everyone in my life, so now I really gotta leave. Yeah, I go and die of COVID because of pride. <laughs> Augustine's <laughs> up in heaven, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I say, Ken? Uh, I don't know. I didn't read enough. I'm sorry, Augustine. <laughs> He's like, it's okay. Did you know that my penis cannot get erect <laughs> by my own thinking? Yes, it can. Okay, we've talked. Have we talked about this yet? Not on the this pod. Is, this is good. Should we do it? Okay, yeah, let's give it a way to well, close all, up. Okay, but should, should I go to Montreal? Or should I... Well, you're just going to cancel now. <laughs> that would be a Ken move. But, like, I don't want to die of COVID. <laughs> I don't want to lose 20% of breathing and never sing the same again. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, yeah, Montreal is a COVID hotspot. It's pretty bad, but they have testing sites, so... Yeah, I definitely need to get tested. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> But if I hide, could I just survive? Like, if I just stay in my house and maybe, like, rent a jam space and go at, like, 3 a.m.? I guess. I don't know. Like, just be careful. Disinfect stuff. Wash your hands often. <sighs> Political 
scientists are not real scientists disclaimer <laughs> you know those disclaimers that you like at the beginning of those judge shows like i know like, like, it's like judge, judge so-and-so is not a real judge oh <laughs> really <laughs> oh like, man that was scientists are not <laughs> real scientists <laughs> uh i just live with one with scientist that's all um uh, yeah no i don't know i I think it's definitely riskier. I know some people in my family in Montreal have left Montreal because, uh, mm-hmm. like, my grandmother went to stay with uh, one of her kids in a different city. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, especially if you're old, mm-hmm. you're kind of more at risk for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently if you smoke... <laughs> That's uh, what I heard. I was trying to tell you that. Risk, you were like, no... But if you're overweight, then it increases your risk. Well, I haven't eaten in like eight hours, so. Yeah, so just like don't go on like the red scare diet, like (laughs) smoke and don't eat. Yeah. Strovia. Um, and then (sighs) drink vodka. It'll wash away the uh, bacteria. Fuck! It's gonna be so hard to quit smoking now. I'm like, gotta protect myself. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in Montreal, you cannot quit. I can. I'm a contrarian, so when everyone's smoking, be like, I'm from BC. We don't smoke out there. (laughs) We we smoke salmon in the trees. Um, I'm gonna miss the nature here so much. Dude, like it's not like you can't come back. It feels like I'm 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 like rejecting everything. I've definitely made like a big psychodrama narrative in my head. If you came, fun everyone would just be like, okay, this is like when you went to LA and everyone <laughs> thought you were moving there and then you came back. I don't think I ever said that as categorically, though. Uh, I was like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and, I was, and then we got in a car accident and came back. Um, yeah. Well, traumatized. <laughs> it's uh, no shame in, in coming back. Don't worry. I did it all the time. But, you know. If if they do the thing where they're like we have to bump your flight back again or you can get money towards a, f- a flight in some future time i might have to take the money and like, wait it out a bit mm-hmm. yeah i mean you, you could always wait until they're covid like this it's so funny how we're like making these like trying to plan out ken's life on the pod let us know what you think it's should human, ken move to montreal during story. covid <laughs> um yeah, I know. It's it's funny how um badly the like how much disparity there is in Canada. But I know in Montreal a lot of the cases were in long-term care facilities. Oh. Which is still pretty fucked cuz they're just like old people whatever. Yeah, but I don't I'm not bringing it there and I'm not going to yeah, die from go it. Into a yeah, I won't visit the, the old like Jesus said, I'll just stay in my house and play guitar. <laughs> You're risk free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um just yeah, be careful. What else what else is there? Um I don't know, that was kinda all I, I, I had planned for this <laughs> uh for this quick episode. Uh congrats to Tommy Wiseau again. Oh, seventeen years? And Greg Sistero. He's an integral, integral yeah, part of that. We should circus. get one of them on the pod. Fuck. Yeah, I really like them. Um and uh yeah, congrats uh on creating a masterpiece. And if you haven't seen the room already, you should. You should. It's it's, I think half the pleasure is a friend introducing it to you. That was for me. 
and like they don't re- they try and explain it and you're like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about and then you watch it and you like look at them and they just like delight you know yeah, yeah that's yeah. part of the fun Tommy tweeted tonight is the 17th anniversary of the room how does the room make you feel <laughs> people reply it makes me feel safe <laughs> <laughs> the room makes me feel good because it brought so many of my friends together. Aww. Makes me feel like Lisa is tearing me apart. It's actually like a really sad film and kind of pathetic. Like <laughs> he kills himself in the end. He's he like peak millennial before it was even <laughs> millennial. I remember the first time I saw the end. I was like, that escalated so bad. <laughs> I love how there's like a fight that's like a few shoves. Oh, you know what else is funny? He's in the alleyway. You know when you're play- they're playing football? Yeah. And he like t- t- like hit someone so hard into a bunch of garbage cans. Yeah. That was like totally unscripted. And everyone was just like, what the fuck, dude? I think he was just trying to assert himself. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's saying like this the room changed my life. I'm lucky to have Tommy Wiseau as my favorite filmmaker. Do you think these accounts are all Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder how much money he has left. I like. Do we don't even know how he got his money? The the prevailing theory is some sort of organized crime. Oh. But like, imagine being like a meeting with Tommy Wiseau and, and collaborating on some kind of deal. It's like, like I wouldn't. E- you wouldn't even know what he's saying. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, aha, yeah, good one. You'd be like, what? Oh, Tommy, you're tearing us apart. Okay, well. I feel like there's one more topic. Let me just fish around for a sec. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys. Uh, We'll see you next week. Be well. And uh, yeah. I love you. We love you.